This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. An Odyssey station. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. This is Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Class. Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate. Presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right. Good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Deanne? I'm doing great, Mark. How are you? I'm very, very good, as Merle would say. So we are excited to be here every Saturday, 1 o'clock here on WPHT Talk Radio 1210. You want to ask us a question about residential, mortgages, commercial, whatever, any real estate need, give us a call. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. I thought I confused you there for a moment. I, I had to think. <laughs> so I we're here every week to help you in any way. And you can listen to this show and all our past shows at goodnewsandrealestate.com and also at WPHT's website. So what's coming up today, Dean? Well, it's not any way we can. It's in the real estate way that we can. I just wanted to preface that. Coming up on today's show, we have the market report. We have our business yes. tips with Asking Dr. Ray. Of course, we have Mark's yep. funny story. Got one for you. And Mark, today we have our guests. We have Ken Murawski and Melanie Banks from Century 21 Veterans. That Very is good. going to talk to us about the market and some Florida things happening. So real, real exciting. Um, we also have our mortgage mom topic. Which is what? Contingencies. I don't even know how to spell that. <laughs> <laughs> it's more than two syllables. I get it. <laughs> We also have our questions, Mark. The first question is, I know I have roughly three to five years before I'm able to buy a house. My question is, how do I find out what price the house my wife and I can afford? All right. Next question is, if I have a land contract and put 10% down on $170,000, the 10% is taken off the $170,000 before I start making the payment. Is that correct? All right. The next question is, I'm closing on a home in California next week. Why? (laughs) (laughs) What recourse do I have if the seller does not disclose a known issue that is found after closing? Go to Texas or Florida. (laughs) Good advice. Last question is, recently began as a landlord and I'm looking for a good tenant screening service. Did a quick check, but there are so many services. Any suggestions? All right. And Mark, today, 
Today, our topic of the day is inventory remains the biggest challenge for agents. Yes. Are you going to go on a rant today? Yes. It's all their fault. Can't wait. But first, (laughs) give us your motivational quote. And a motivational quote is not failure, but low aim is the crime. In great attempts, it is glorious even to fail. So if you don't take no chances, nothing's going to happen. No risk it, no biscuit. That's right. So where are we at? (laughs) So, Mark, we are up to the market report. And there is the bell. So the U.S. Census Bureau says the nation's homeowners rate has essentially unchanged through 21 into 22. While it dipped 0.3% in the fourth quarter of 21, it was at 65.6% in the first quarter and 65.5%. The Midwest remained the region with the highest homeownership, 70.1%, and the West was the lowest at 605 Rate among those under the age of 35 was 38.3%. See, the millennials, man, they got to start buying, be an owner uh, percent, jumping 61% among those in the next 10-year cohort. The oldest age group, those 65 or older, that's your group, right, had a rate of (laughs) 79.4%. And the rate of all age groups, with the exception of those 35 to 44, was slightly lower then the fourth quarter in 2020. You know what's crazy is I I two, just yesterday I had two pre-approvals. One was 70 years old, wants to downsize, sell the home, looking for something on the first floor, and another woman was 65 years old who thought she couldn't get a mortgage because she was too old. And I said, no. if Mark can get a mortgage, you can get a mortgage. That's true. And I'd get the 40-year one. <laughs> <laughs> that the mortgage people don't want to talk about. <laughs> But our homeowner vacancy rate in the fourth quarter was only 0.9% compared to uh, 1% a year earlier. It declined to half a point since the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, the rental vacancy rate is a 0.7 point from the prior first quarter and nearly a point lower than it was back in 2020. Asking prices for vacant homeowner units are volatile. But the quarterly change this time was especially large, dropping from 285000 in quarter three to 239000 The asking rent for those vacant units was $1,207, up $4 from the quarter before. And the total number of residential units in the U.S. was estimated at $142.4 million, an increase of $1.2 million year over year. And 90% of those were occupied, with 58.6% being utilized as homeowners units. And 30.9% of 142 million homes are rentals. So so what you're saying- That's a lot of business for you, man. I have, that's what I'm just thinking. So 58.6, they're being, they're being primary residents and close to 31% are being rentals. Yeah, okay. 31% of the country. Now Philly's 48%, New York's 92%. But is this saying you know, that they're purchasing it as an investment property? No, they're rentals. Okay. These are rentals. Okay. But 30.9%, of the country's renting. Okay. It's ridiculous. And the reason that they should not be renting, Mark, is because your 30-year fixed rate is at 3.875. Your 15-year is at 3.13%. Now, your FHA 30-year is 2.875. And then we're getting into the arms, which I don't even want to get into. That's right. Yeah, I want to get through. I hope we can get back down to the threes. It would be great. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back.
On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Hi, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210. WPHT all positive all the time. So where we at, Deanne? So, Mark, we are up to your funny story. So I got one for you. So this realtor, right, he goes into his son's room, his son's room to wish him a good night. And his son is having a nightmare. And the man wakes in and he asks his son, well, are you okay? And the son replies, he's scared. He dreamt that Aunt Susie had died. And the father assures him, he goes, no, no, Aunt Susie's fine. Sends him back to bed. Next day, Aunt Susie dies. A week later, the man goes in his room to wish him a good night. Son's having another nightmare. The man wakes the son up. Son's son's all upset because he had a dream, dream that granddad had died father goes nah granddad's fine sends him to bed next day, day granddad dies week later the man goes into the son's room and wish him a good night sons have another nightmare man wakes him up because sons this time the son had a dream that his dad had died and the father assures him he goes no i'm fine i'm okay i'm healthy and he sends him back to bed but the father you know <laughs> he's a little terrified about it next day the man's scared for his life he's sure he's going to die after dressing he drives cautiously to work fearful of a collision he doesn't eat lunch because he's scared of food poisoning he avoids everyone to make sure that nothing goes wrong and somehow he gets killed he avoids he jumps at every noise he's, he starts at every movement and hides under his desk if he hears something bad upon walking in the front door at the end of the day he finds his wife he says good god dear he goes I just had one of the worst days of my life. And she responds, you think your that day was bad? The UPS guy dropped dead in the doorstep this morning. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. That was a good one. All right. <laughs> so now if it is time a- for the Mortgage Mom segment with Deanne Katsaris from Green Tree Mortgage. And her topic is contingencies. All right. So, Mark. In many real estate transactions, the term contingency comes up a lot. And right. a contingency is a clause that's added to the contract that gives the that gives the parties that are involved in the contract the right to back out of the contract under certain circumstances that must be negotiated between the buyer and the seller. So essentially, a contingency clause allows either the buyer or the seller to back out of the sale without any kind of repercussions or breach of the contract. Well, so give basically- an ex- Give an example to the audience. So I am, I'm, I'm gonna give you a couple examples. All right. um, but the bottom line is that you know nobody's gonna get sued. So for the majority of the real estate transaction, most contingencies are in there for the benefit of the buyer. So it's important to know the most common contingencies that come up in a home sale or purchase. So. The first one is, which everyone is talking about right now, is your appraisal contingency. So for home purchases that require financing, like getting a mortgage, an appraisal is required to determine the overall value of the property of the home. Right. Now, again, today, it has to appraise. And it allows the buyer and the seller to renegotiate the purchase price, giving the ability for them to back out if if the seller doesn't agree to come back. So... That's a big part of where your splitting the baby comes in, right? Because right. then they can lower the price halfway. The, the buyer can come to the table with the money and the seller lowered the price. Okay. So middle ground, figure out a way to make it happen. <clears throat> to make it work, right. The next one is your financing contingency. And 
The buyer is responsible for funding the home purchase, whether it's in cash, a mortgage, or some other kind of funding. If the purchase is dependent on financing alone, then the financing contingency will likely be included in the contract. And that's when you help, when you get into your commitment dates and, and that they're applying for financing. So it also helps protect the buyer should the loan not come through. So that contingency clause can include other details regarding the purchase, like the type of loan it's going to be, the amount of the down payment, the loan term, and it can even put your interest rate in. So we're starting at this rate, but not to exceed this rate. It's also yeah, important. Like in all contracts, I always put a range because like if some agents screw up and they don't do that, they'll put like four. And right. if the if I had a buyer one time, well, I it wasn't my buyer, but an agent that worked for me had a buyer that wasn't a buyer. He did this. He put money down. He did everything. And then he would put like 4%, say, for example. Right. And then if the mortgage came in at 4.1, he would bail. And he, we found out after the fact he had did this three or four times with different offices. He went through the whole routine, showed, looked at houses, wrote deals, but he wasn't actually a buyer. There's like nuts out there that do this kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. So you and always should put like a range between four or five because you never know where it's going to be. And if yeah, it goes lower, you're in good shape, but... You're in great shape, but also keep in mind that, you know, your rate is not locked until you have an executed contract. So the thing about that is, you know, with what happened last week, I mean, the rates went up a half a percent and everybody was flipping out. So you got to make sure that you have a a pretty good range in there um, on the contract. But that's an important contingency because it protects the buyer. Let me ask you a question on that, on uh, because you deal with tons of agents with buyers mostly. Do most of them put a range or most of them pick a number? Most of them call me and say, what should I put in there? <laughs> He's agents, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> so, um, but it's a good thing because, yeah. you know, it again. Good, it's, it's, yeah, if you don't know, the answer is no. So, like, uh, definitely call and find out, you know. But exactly. I mean, but, I mean, they, they shouldn't know that, you know. All right, we're not shitting right, on right. agents. Yeah, been, all right, we're not I've shitting on, on I've agents. I've been on agents for a while here, man. It's I like, know, and right, and guys. Karen, I'm I'm really sorry, Karen, that he's on a rant again. Okay, it's not about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, real quick, it just protects the buyer, allowing him or her to walk away from the deal without any repercussions, and they will not lose the earnest mon- uh, earnest money deposit, which is incredibly valuable, you know, to the buyer. Right. You have the home inspection contingency. You have the home insurance contingency, um, home sale contingency. So those are for buyers who are selling their own home. Um, a home sale contingency is usually inserted to the contract and just stating that this offer is contingent upon me either finding an acceptable place right. to live or selling my house. So right. um, it's common in the real estate it's, it's not a bad thing. It helps to protect both the buyers and the sellers. So if you have any questions about the contingencies, you know, call your real estate agent or give me a call at 609-605-7153. You can also go onto my website, which is mortgagemom.net, and you can review all the in, uh, information that's on there as well. Very good. That was a good topic. 
Thank you. All right. So coming up next, we um, we're going to go over our questions and answers. So what's the first question? So, Mark, our first question is, I know that I have roughly three to five years before I'm able to buy a house. My question is, how do I find out what price range my house, my wife and I can afford? See this? Um, This is this is like if somebody calls me. Right. First of all, I know I have roughly three to five years before. How do they know that? What are they, what is that based on? That's my first question on this thing. Like I would, these people would. This is something in their mind, their perception of how real estate works. Or they had a bankruptcy. Or they had a bankruptcy. If they know, and- most of them don't even know. <laughs> but like, Man. anyway, I would have a conversation with it. There's a reason it's three to five years from now. Right. I would want to know that reason. And secondly. Then I said, now call Deanne and let her run your credit, look at your income, your your tax returns, and she'll tell you how much you can afford, and then you decide where you want to be monthly, and then we get moving. But that right. first part of that question, I guarantee you, that's just something in their head. They think it's going to take them three to five years. Right. And and so many things can change in that time frame. Really? You know, your debt-to-income like- ratio. I mean, that's... We, you, you need to call me, and we'll figure it out. That's probably two high C's that are sitting around thinking, <laughs> overthinking. Yeah, we're going to buy a house in like three to five years. Right. Uh, like, why three to five years? Well, that's what All we right. thought. All right, right, what's the next one? All right, let's go on to the next one. If I have a land contract and I put 10% down on 170000 the 10% is taken off the one seventy before I start making the payment. Is that correct? Yes. So, yes. Yeah, but they you- ten, yeah, they put 10% down, and now right. it's... 170 minus 10% is going to beat our payment. Right, exactly. Right, minus 17,000. All right. The next question is I am closing on a home in California next week. What recourse do I have if the seller does not disclose a known issue that is found after closing? So these people are overthinking this a little bit because if you read that question, they didn't close and they're already worried about an issue that. They didn't find, but may have. Right. So, right. first of all, I don't know why they're moving to California. It must be job-related. <laughs> but then secondly, you know, you get a home warranty and a home inspection, and if you find something after the fact, at least you'll be covered, unless the seller exactly. did something illegal and hid something. But they are, like, overthinking this. This is somebody... This is more like the dirt lady here during pending, you know? <laughs> they're overthinking it. What's next? All right. The next question is recently began as a landlord. I'm looking for a good tenant screening service. Did a quick check, but there are so many services. What do you suggest? I have a good friend, Jack Fetter, that uh, runs a company. Jack's and awesome. I send people to Jack and Jack's. He doesn't overprice them. And I, ha- I actually talked to one of my clients today that has a couple million dollar apartment building and still wants to be the landlord and do everything. And I keep trying to convince her to you know, pay four or five percent a month to write it off every year and stop dealing with all these people and doing credit checks and kick evictions and fixing toilets on Christmas Eve. But, you know, there's good services out there and you write it off. You know, if you got a few units, it how much is your time worth? That's what I said to her. That's a good question. And there's a lot of landlords out there. I talked to somebody else a couple of weeks ago that had like ten units and they were thinking about selling them, but I didn't I didn't try to get them to sell them and then me get a commission. I said, why? And then after he explained it, it was like he didn't really want to deal with the tenants no more. I was like, 
I I had I talked him up with Jack, and now he's got a property manager. He I think he's paying like four percent or something because he had ten units, and he don't have none of the headaches no more. And he gets a profit and right. loss and a check every month. Yeah, no, he, Jack he does an amazing job. He's a great right. guy. So we've had him on the show a couple times. So. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. Welcome back to Good News and Real Estate here on 1210 WPHD, all positive, all the time. So we're we at the end. So, Mark, we are very honored today to have Melanie Banks and Ken Murawski from Century 21 Veterans. And they're here today to talk about the Bucks County real estate, what's happening, give us some updates, and as well as some updates in Florida. So welcome, guys. Very good. Hey, guys. How are you? you Ken, Melanie, I haven't seen you guys for a long time. I know. It's yeah, no doubt. Good yep. to see you again. I don't think anybody's uh, seen anybody for a while. But. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, it's funny. We are uh, we're having a thing in our office this week, and it's uh, you know we got a we got a pretty fair response. I was pretty excited. So I think people are starting to crave it, and people are starting to want to come back into offices and that kind of thing. So yeah, um, it's over. I feel good about it. After I watched yeah. that yeah. Super Bowl game with eighty five thousand people with no mask, it's over. Yeah, that's right. What, that's what I thought. If everybody could go to the Super Bowl unmasked, they were coming to my office the same way. I know. Yeah, that's it. So tell us, about, tell us about this Bucks County market because I've been watching the different counties and what's going on. Tell us your thoughts. So um, first up, I, you know, taking a, a, a temperature across the nation is not fair. Uh, last year we were running so hot. Everybody was running hot. This year, I think the market is starting to correct back to a more normal, what we would all call a normal real estate market, right? We're January, February, a little bit, a little bit slower, a little bit tighter, um, but I, I, at least that's what we're seeing here. Um, we're running the same things that you're running into uh, in your in your market report, where you know more buyers than homes. No argument. Yeah. We got the same problem up here. No. Yep, inventory is an issue. Yeah, yeah I mean it's crazy. I have agents coming in all the time telling me that they're they're buyers, and you know it's against the agent's advice. But the buyers are bidding twenty, thirty, forty thousand over the actual list price and waiving all kinds of inspections. It's driving me crazy. The whole contingencies that that people are are putting in and what's getting waived. And I, I, I honestly, I feel bad for some buyers these days. I feel bad for them too. And plus, like if you go forty over and it don't appraise, then you're starting from scratch again. Yeah, so, yeah I know. think I, I read somewhere where it was like, well, the appraisal value is the appraisal value, but the market value is what somebody's willing to pay. So if a buyer's willing to pay 40 over, that's its value. And I was like, yeah, try telling the bank that. Yeah. yeah. As yeah. long as you got cash. Yeah. Yeah. How you feel about that? Yeah. As long as you got cash, that works. Well. But if you're doing a mortgage, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how when you don't have money, like a ton of money saved. I have no idea how you're even competing in this market because you just can't go 20, 30 over and say, well, I've got cash in the bank. Um, you know, the majority of the people are not exactly paycheck to paycheck, but, you know, they've got a little bit of save, but they don't have 20, 30 to go over. And, you know, it's hopefully the market corrects itself that way soon. But, man, I think it's going to take a while because, you know, this inventory issue, I've been blaming it on the agents. I mean, it, it's just I've, I've been talking to a few brokers and, you know, the one the agents that are doing good are the ones that will sit down and make five, ten phone calls every day to their database. And then yeah, they 100%. find the listings. 
I was talking to a woman yesterday that missed our show Saturday, and she was she's a real estate agent, and she said, you know, the media never talks about real estate in any detail because it's all good news. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in 08, you guys remember, they talked about it every day. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I remember in my office, I told everybody, don't watch the news. I was even leery of the weather. Yep. <laughs> Just come in, lead, generate. And I, I tell you, if all the agents called 10 of their database a day and told them how great of a time it is to sell, there'd be a lot more listings on the market. But. Yeah, we we actually have a guy in the office now who calls his database from just a year and a half ago, 18 months ago, and the you know that the percentage shouldn't be there to sell it again, and they're getting 20, 30% over what they bought it for yeah. just 18 months ago. And to me, that's crazy because in any other market, two years down the road, you'd barely be making your closing costs and your commissions, and they're clearing well over that and putting the houses on the market. He's doing it almost every day, making sure... He calls people that he just put in the house less than eighteen months ago. Yeah, and he's funny guy. He's a, lead, he's a lead generation machine, and when he he'll call him up and I'll say, "Well, I'm not ready to sell," and he's like, "Well, all right, why don't you just take the money out in the home equity line of credit and buy an investment property?" And then the lights are. It's just you know you're starting to find different ideas to get people right. moving in different directions that they maybe not have thought of. Exactly. I mean, yeah. there's lots of things you could do, but. You know, I, I probably 80% of the agents in the industry do not sit down every day and call 10 people. And, yeah. and if they did, they would be, it was the same back in 08. Prior to 08, we had like a million two agents. After 08, there was down to 860,000. And they were the ones that didn't lead generate correctly. Well, it's going to be, you're right. There's going to be a correction and it always happens. Um, you know, it'll come in behind this market where, you know, you, you, if you're an agent and you're not doing the things you're supposed to do, uh, Melanie tells the story all the time how she broke into the business and I'm talking to her about deals and it's like, God, just don't just stand out in the middle of the street and I'll be throwing deals at you. And then the market crashed, right? So now you got to figure out how to regenerate. You got to figure out how to be viable in this business. And that's true. And absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, true in any market. We got to teach them that every day, even when the market's good and they're, you know, they're getting deals here and there. It's, you constantly have to teach them how to go about getting additional business. And so. staying off the roller coaster. Yeah. 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 No doubt. Well, let me ask you a question because you're we're talking about correction and correction. Yep. So, you know, you have this lead generator that's on the phone and, you know, he's telling them to take the equity out of the house. Um, I mean, I know I kind of have an idea of the answer, but I want our audience to understand that if you do that with that <laughs> correction, does that mean the value of the house goes down in the correction or that it's just going to level off because if you're taking the equity out of your house and the market goes down, we know what that looks like for, just from being from yeah. the past. Yeah, sure. there's always that risk. But in all fairness, our market and again, when you look at national and you hear things like, oh, California's market, you know, back in the crash dipped, you know, 20, 30 percent in Bucks County, we only went down less than 8 percent. So, you know, it's not like we're taking these major hits. So the value might go down a little bit during a correction but it's not going down like it would in california or maybe florida so there is always that that you know opportunity that yeah. could happen well, no, but, yeah but you don't lose until you cash out yeah and you're holding it for the long term yeah. so you're not looking at oh the market's crashing so quickly dump all the properties it's right, not right. like it's not well, like the stock market in the worst market in history 08 philly was only off 11 yeah. percent because yeah, right. we weren't dependent on like michigan like the car industry our, our economy was based on the hospitals, all the colleges, yep. tourism. So it wasn't like one industry took us all down. So yeah, we were, I think, when, you're, 
Yeah, and your guy always says it. I mean, it's you know, it's like taking a national temperature. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not the same temperature in Florida as it is in, in you know in Pennsylvania. So you've got to pay attention to your market and figure out what you can do in your market. Right, and and you look around the country. I mean, there's certain states that are booming, and there's other ones that are fleeing. Exactly. Sure. So, sure. Arizona and, and Vegas and places like that, they were down 50% when it crashed. We were down yeah. eight. Yeah. So, yeah, you yeah, saw that. Yep. Yep. So, speaking of temperatures, we know that it's <laughs> freezing here, and it's 79 degrees right now uh, in West Palm Beach, Florida. I heard not that, something about that. Not that I know or have a reference, but um, what do you think the temperature of the of the market is in florida so we're going to find out um i think on a more daily basis um so what we have decided to do is expand our operation um into uh florida uh west palm beach metro area um so um yeah we're uh we're pretty excited about it um you know it's i am too yeah, it's like, um, you know, we wanted to expand the operation a little bit, and we wanted to go a little bit further in South Philly, so we went to South Florida, which makes all the sense in the world, um, you know, but I was at a seminar in July, Melanie and I were down there, and um, we, we listened to a conversation about there's a thousand people moving to Florida every day, and yep. the light bulb, I looked over and there's this light bulb above Melanie's head going, <laughs> man, that's a market for us, and, you know, we started looking at it, and next thing you know, you know, here we are. Uh, I mean, I'm heading down uh, next week, get everything straightened out, and you know, permits and everything else. And um, yeah, should be uh, should be pretty cool, I think. Yeah, I back. did volunteer to do some paint and scraping. Yeah. So. Well, see, 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 see you Tuesday. Yeah, back in the day, we called that expansion. When somebody had a team here and a team there, the end did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Great, it's a great move. It is, and, and you don't have to be there every day. You know, it's like you leverage and nope. business grows. Listen, exactly. I, get, I get phone calls from my top producers every day, and for some reason, they are under the impression that I'm sitting behind my desk with a shirt and tie on. Now, <laughs> I'm not going to tell the whole story, but I take the calls every day. So right. if you can do that, you can you can do it from wherever you want in the world. That's you right. can be anywhere. There's That's no right. boundaries anymore. So speaking of calls, Ken, if, um, if somebody wanted to reach you and also Melanie, can you give out your contact information? Sure. Uh, mine, I'm at 215-806-3629, and Melanie will be happy to give you hers. I'm at 215-834-1051. And say the name of your con- company again, so Cent- everybody in the audience Century knows. 21, Century 21 Veterans, and in Florida, it is opening up as Century 21 Water's Edge. Very good. Perfect. Love it. Thank you so guys, so much, guys, for being on. It is such a Thank blast you. from the past. Yeah, like, no doubt. Eight hundred and ninety-nine shows ago, yeah. Um, yeah, we were on so together. Fun. So, I really appreciate it. And you I'll keep it. my eye out too, because I got a lot of students that come to me and they want to get a license here and they want to get a license in Florida. So maybe I can send you some agents too. Yeah, we're you in. Know, the the whole goal is growth. So come on down. All right, all right, Thanks. very good. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. All right, so with that. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Good News from Real Estate here on 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. 
Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at MortgageMom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, all positive all the time. So where are we at, Dan? So, Mark, we're up to our topic of the day, which is inventory remains the biggest challenge for agents. And there's a lot of agents struggling right now. You know, like the market is hot. Like the national news doesn't talk about real estate. We do. And we're the only real estate show in the metro market, which is 6.7 million people. Philly market. We're the fifth largest media market in the country. And I watch the channels, the business channels, and occasionally they mention real estate, but they don't talk about how good things are. But this inventory issue is everywhere, just like Ken and them were saying, even in the Bucks County, Florida is not a bad is bad because they're doing so much construction. Right. But most people are spending significantly more time in their homes than they were before, and they're looking to buy. And a survey of real estate agents showed that despite the pandemic, people are still really eager to buy. 44% of agents said their buyers are looking for more space in their home. 41% have renters looking to buy. And 37% said they're buyers and are hoping to get out of the city or move to the burbs. However, two-thirds of the agents attributed the frenzy of buyers to pent up demand due to the pandemic. So 43% of the agents said they think inventory will increase but 33% think it's going to stay the same. I, I personally think it's going to be slow in the 22, and we're going to gradually build inventory. But we dropped in Philly. There was only there was up to 4,200 actives in all of Philadelphia, which is 676,000 units. 4,200 for sale. I tell people that, and they look at me like I'm nuts. Because yeah. I ask the students, I said, how many houses do you think are for sale out of 600000 And they'll say like 100000 150000 And when I tell them 4200 they're like, what? But that's the actives. You might see signs all over, but you know how it is. You put a sign up, and it hits the trend, the multiple listing service, and there's six showings the next day. And the thing's sold within a week. And that problem is not going away. And that's going to go away slowly. And and the MLS isn't being updated. As soon as that house goes under contract, it's not there. The agents are so busy that they're not necessarily updating the MLS, which is another problem. And the rest of them are sending out calendars and postcards and everything else and waiting for somebody to call them. I, I just think if they reached out to all these people, we'd have more inventory. But the agents are, you know, so some of them are struggling right now. 73% said they ride in separate cars to showing. Here's some interesting things. 71% said they have hand sanitizing stations. 70% are limiting the number of people per showing. 69% are providing masks and gloves. 58% are wiping down high-touch surfaces. And, like, all this stuff's got to end. After watching this Super Bowl with 75,000 people there with no mask on, it's over. <laughs> well, I declare it is over. <laughs> with a second wave forecast, most agents believe the industry's better prepared. 41% expect business to slow, but not as much as the first time. And 22% business will remain the same. My predictions for 22 is it's going to gradually get a little more inventory. 
and business will pick up. But these agents that are sitting sitting around waiting for a phone call, you got to be proactive in this kind of market, not wait. And, you know, I, I was sarcastic. I think I told you I there was a bunch of agents talking about this on Facebook and I posted like how are those calendars working out for you. And you got like in a trouble. Little, a little sarcastic. I, I apologize. I was being sarcastic. But, you know, you send 500 calendars and one one senior citizen, you know, a little older than you. Oh, my God. Calls, calls up and says, I got your calendar. <laughs> you know, one out of 500. Imagine if you called 500 of them up and said, you get my calendar and why I got you on the phone. Let me tell you why it's the best time to buy ever. And let me tell you why it's the best time to sell ever. And then I need your help. If you know anybody thinking about selling, would you have them call me? It's not rocket science, right. guys out there. And you know what? I'm talking to the agents. And as, and I have a program out there that you could send to the agents that tells them about the home value, what's going in in their neighborhood, or what's happening in their neighborhood. And then you follow up with a phone call. Hey, did you take a look at that website I sent you? It's got a lot of great information. And by the way, if you know of anyone that's looking to buy or sell... Blah, 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 blah. And it's it's a perfect lead-in. Yeah, you just got to be proactive. This is not the time to sit and wait for the phone to ring. Exactly. This is not that market. That's 2000, I don't know when that was, like 2002, It was last year. It was last year. Well, Everybody was an order taker last year. Yeah, but we still didn't have that much inventory last year. All right. And it's, and it's getting, it got a little worse, and now it's going to get a little better inventory-wise. So anyway. So Mark, uh, Dr. Abelson, as they say, doctor, the doctor is not in the house today. Right. So he's unavailable. So let's continue. We'll get him next week. But let's continue um, talking about, you know, the biggest challenges, the economy, things like that, to give us a little bit more information. All right. Yeah, because, you know, what everybody's talking about right now is this inflation and what kind of impact that's going to have on everything. Now... Everything is going up in price, including real estate. And inflation's an issue. And and they're talking, you know, they're, the Fed's getting scared about this inflation. And that's why they want to raise the rates. You know, the, the way the banks work, like, if they raise the rates, they can make up for the inflation. That's what they're hoping for. But inflation's, you know, they're saying nationwide it's around 7 7.5%. But it's probably, like by area also i think in philly it's probably closer to 10 percent, and because you're you know, you're seeing it everywhere you're like everywhere everywhere like gas everything you buy is more expensive including housing so it's having that effect and you know what what with the with a house what is included like appliances everything that you're you're doing in, in your house when you're selling and like that, our sponsor that does that program, that they come in and straighten out your house before you sell, Carby. I mean, uh, that's Curbio. You know, Carbio. That's a great program. Curbio. Curbio. But like, <laughs> e even even think everything they're doing is more expensive. So they're buying, you know, whatever they're buying, sinks, uh, granite, whatever. They come in and doing renew a uh, new kitchen. Now, yep. now we're at maybe in our metro, maybe 10% inflation. So everybody's have this little bit of fear right now. And then you got that whole Russian thing going on, which I don't think is going to happen. But like when when so people promises. are nervous, people sit on the fence. 
and that's exactly what's happened and that's exactly what's happening right now yeah i mean like you know it's i remember back in 2010 which i thought was the worst year of that whole thing because after 08 everybody kept thinking it was going to get better and it just kept lingering on and lingering on and now we're the economy was actually in pretty good shape but they did a few things. Thank God they didn't pass the tax increases because that would have been devastating on top of this inflation. But, you know, I'm nervous about the inflation a little bit because when people get nervous, people don't make moves. Right. And, and like what we were talking about with the agents and, and the buyers and sellers not knowing what's going on because nobody's reaching out and talking to them. So they're sitting at home and all they're seeing is negativity on the news. You know, inflation and this and that and possible wars. So then what happens? They sit back and we're going to wait. We're going to wait and see what happens. But and then that, stuff and starts to fester. Yeah, you know what I mean? That, like and, things start to fester. And then that, and then all the people that were thinking about selling are all of a sudden back on the fence again. You know, I remember one time uh, before the last presidential election, there was $2 billion sitting on the fence in Philly Metro. They were waiting to see what happened with that presidential election. Across the country, it was trillions of dollars. And like him or not, after he was elected, all that money was set loose. And that's right. why the construction went crazy. So, like, all this inflation fear is the same kind of situation. Like, people hold up and they're like, oh, wait a minute. Should I hire a couple more people or should I expand or do I wait? Do I, do I sell my house? Do I buy a house or do I wait? So... Yeah, the, the media is just brutal. I mean, it's just so negative. That's why I had one of our listeners call us the other day, talk to me for about a half an hour, and she goes, it's such a relief to listen to you guys because you talk about the, the bright side of what's going on, not the bad side. And I told her, I said, you know, we started the show back in that terrible market, and that's why we called the show Good News in Real Estate because everybody talked about the bad news. In right. 08, they talked about real estate every day on every channel because it was all bad news. But in the end, I made a ton of money in 08. So it's it's mindset kind of stuff. There's always it's, opportunity in no matter what market we're in. There's total mindset. Total right. mindset. Right. So anyway. All right, Mark. Um, so if anyone has any questions or would like to give us their feedback, you can email them to Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net. Or give them a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at deannekatsaris at comcast.net. Or give me a call at 609-605-7153. Don't forget to check out my new website, mortgagemom.net. And a special thanks to all of our listeners. And Mrs. Sussman, they called me up and kept me on the phone for about a half hour. She was fun and to talk to. And you enjoyed it. I did. I loved it. She was like giving us all kinds of compliments. And we hope to see you every every Saturday, 1 o'clock here on Talk Radio, WPHT. With that, have a great week. Be optimistic. Don't worry about all this stuff. Get in the market. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. All positive, all all the the time. time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. 
This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded.